Alright, and welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I am your host, Dexter Kearley. Um, today's episode is with Coben Puckett. He's the guest from a few episodes back, and um, we wanted to get together and do a second podcast because of his event that is rapidly approaching. Um, today is the 1st of August. His event is on the 4th of August. So he's having the Coben Puckett Invitational um, Saturday, August 4th, doors open at six o'clock. If you're not a cowboy, um, it's for like, it's for all viewing people. So if you've never had any Western exposure, um, then this might be a great opportunity to, uh, to get a little bit of culture. You know, I mean, you, we always hear about being culturally diverse, but sometimes we ignore, the cultures that are right under our noses, at least being in Texas, you know, I mean, I don't know about how the rest of the world is, uh, but in Texas, there's like a very large presence of cowboy culture. And I think you're either in it or out of it. Uh, at least it's been my experience with my friends and myself, you know, I mean, if you're not dealing with animals on a regular basis or in that line, um, then, you know, you're not, uh, you're not around it, you know, you don't, you're not living it as much. So anyway, I've got a few updates. Um, first, so Emmett, uh, since the last podcast I had, Emmett has turned two years old. So he is a little maniac. His vocabulary is exploding. Kid went from like not even being able to say mom and dad um, to being able to, he's saying full sentences. It's really hard to understand him because he like jumbles it up occasionally, but uh, had a, he is saying a lot of stuff had that happen. And then, um, my grandma passed away. So it, it was kind of interesting having my son hitting like a benchmark, a life benchmark. And then my grandma hitting a benchmark, you know, I mean, death is coming for us all. And the only thing that we can do is like prepare ourselves for it. It's an inevitability as well as growing older. So it was kind of cool to see um, a young person and an old, like the, the beginning stages of life and the end stages of life. It was just an interesting dichotomy, um, juxtaposition. Uh, it was just, you know, it was very, it was just a crazy, you know, couple of weeks. Um, we went down to the funeral down there in South Texas and it was really cool because my family doesn't get to get together like it used to whenever I was a kid it just always seemed like the cousins were together we had these family events never had to think about it and um it was just really interesting to have you know funerals people come together for weddings and funerals that's it you know so to get to go down there the family gets to like reorient itself like around this event you know we were all down there all the a lot of the cousins we were missing some all my aunts and uncles were down there. Uh, it was it was a pretty pretty good experience. Um, she was eighty eight. I mean, the woman lived a long life. She reared eight children. I mean, how crazy is that, dude? We we have one child, and I can't I can't imagine. I mean, we're gonna do it again. We're gonna have another one, but it terrifies me, you know. And we've had a super easy baby. It's been uh, pretty easy. So anyway. Um, those are just some of my updates. I also have some new cover art for the podcast. Uh, Brittany Bush. Um, she's just a local artist. I think she's a school teacher. I really don't know her that well. I've uh, um, she, I, she just I kind of she popped up. She does watercolors. Look pretty cool. So I got in contact with her and had her do my cover art. So maybe I'll get to know more about her in the future. Maybe have her on as a podcast guest. But. That is in the work, or it's not in the works, it's done. It's just me, I got to get it all together, you know. So, um, I've got that new cover art coming soon. Uh, as always, I guess, uh, give me a follow on Instagram. I've got a Facebook group called the Panhandle Primate Podcast uh, group, you know, Facebook group. Get on there. I'm going to try to start posting a lot more uh, events in Amarillo, things that <clears throat> I'm planning on being at or that friends are doing, uh, or just things that are cool, things that are in Amarillo that are cool. 
So uh, anyway, and also if you will hop on iTunes and leave me a review and a comment, those really go a long way in like boosting you um, in relative relativity, I guess. I don't exactly know. So anyway, check those uh, check those out. Leave me a review on iTunes. And now to my announcements. Uh, my first announcement is going to be, of course, the Coben Puckett Invitational, which is this Saturday, August 4th at 6 o'clock. Um, I'm doing an Instagram live video while I'm recording this podcast so they can see... So you go this direction, yeah. So I got my Coben Puckett Invitational T-shirt on. Um, I bought one from them while I was over there uh, doing the doing the podcast. So um, he's got his. So I'm turn, turn around, trying to turn around for the uh, uh, Instagram video, but it's uh, his saying: um, "There's no quit." Um, he's got that on the back. It's a pretty dope shirt. So anyway. Head out there to the event. Um, we we talk about it some. Well, that's what this whole podcast is about. So we'll get into that. Um, stick around for the rest of the podcast for that. Um, t-shirts. They'll be selling hats. One thing that we forgot to mention in the podcast that uh, Coben wanted me to make sure that I said um, is that recreation in Canyon, Texas. It's a restaurant slash... Um, uh, like get together spot, you know, it's not just a restaurant. They do a lot more than that, but they're doing, um, a, let me see here. I got a note about it. They're doing a, uh, what am I saying here? Okay. Let me find it. Okay. Yeah. So they have a trivia night this Friday, which is, what would that be? The third, August 3rd. Um, they're doing a, um, trivia night, like I was saying, uh, to raise money for the Press On Foundation. And also for the rest of this month, for the rest of August, they are, they have a Rodeo Clown Burger, which, man, I should have looked up and seen what all is on that burger. But anyway, uh, $1 from every burger sale goes to Coben Puckett, um, well, to the Press On Found Foundation, which uh, helps benefit him as well as other people that have had like spinal cord injuries and their, uh, press, we get on to, we talk about press on foundation in this, uh, in the podcast, but I'll also have a link in the show notes to check out and see what all they're doing. They're doing a lot of work with people with spinal cord injuries. And so they're, they're doing a lot anyway. So check out, check out, uh, foundation. What am I saying? Rodeo Clown Burger at Recreation. And remember uh, to check out the Friday night. I think at 8 o'clock they're having um, their, uh, their uh, what am I saying here? I'm trying to talk. Um, they're having their trivia night. So it's funny. So I've got this Instagram Live going on and the and I'm making this recording. So I keep like checking it and I'm losing my train of thought, which... Uh, it's probably a bad thing, but I'm just not used to doing it yet. I'm not used to doing the Instagram live with the podcast. And so bear with me. I'm getting through this. Um, so also that is the Coben Puckett Invitational. Next thing I want to announce is the Panhandle podcast meetup. This will be the fourth Panhandle podcast meetup that I've put together. And the goal is not, it's not a, like a fans of my show type thing it's not like a panhandle pot or primate podcast get together it's just a podcast get together so if you're interested in starting your own podcast if you're just a fan of podcasts um if you're like a podcast hobbyist like that's what i'd consider myself the reason i started a podcast was because i loved listening to podcasts it like inspired me um and made me want to like kind of get in the mix a little bit. So through listening to podcasts, it encouraged me to start a podcast. So I'm hoping uh, to do this Panhandle podcast meetup. It's August 28th. The um, the uh, location is to be announced. I'm still kicking around a couple of ideas and I'm talking with a couple of different places. So um, I'll let you know what the location of that's going to be. 
But like I said, if you're into podcasts, if you have a podcast, I'm going to try to contact a couple of other local podcasters and see if they want to come out. And like I said, I kind of want it to be like a network. Uh, I've, I've come to find that people who listen to podcasts typically are very similar type people the same way that, or they have similar common interests, uh, the same way that like if you're a football fan, you watch football, you know, you have an instant thing to talk about other people with, other people about with, anyway. Um, so mark your calendars for August 28th. I hope y'all come out. It will be a free event. Just buy the beers that you want to drink. Um, so, and there's a lot going on in Amarillo. Uh, so Facebook is great. A lot of people are posting on Facebook, a bunch of different events. Uh, there's a CD release party at the Golden Light Cantina on uh, Friday night. I think Shannon and I are going to try to go to. Uh, but there's house shows. There's tons of bands coming through town. Uh, I recently saw a thread. Hayden Pedigo is talking about trying to make Amarello the um, experimental music capital of the united states so let that sink in dude i mean we we have state capitals we have uh nationally relevant spots in texas but we don't have any national capitals necessarily maybe we're the national capital for like rodeos and maybe barbecue um there's probably some other things we probably have the most like concealed weapons out of any other state in the country or in the union. Um, so there's probably other things that we're the capital in, but, um, we'll just go and say, Hayden Pettigo wanting to make that, uh, the way you attract people to Amarillo is by getting out and supporting local music, supporting local venues, um, just getting the crowd numbers up. People will come to Amarillo. Like it's kind of one of them, like if you build it, they will come type situations. Um, if we, if we as a community start going out to live shows to where it encourages establishments to have more live shows, there will always be more to do in Amarillo. So little plug for just getting out and being active in Amarillo in the community. Um, so let's see here. All right. So I'm going to play. A song, and then we're going to get into the interview. The song that I've picked today is by an artist named Saba um, off of his 2016 Bucket List Project. Uh, One of the things I've really started to like and enjoy about uh, rap music, hip-hop music, is this the come-up mentality. Uh, He has a line, it's in the chorus, and it says, uh, I came up from the bottom and I'm feeling grateful. Um, you know, talking with Coben, he had a devastating, devastating injury. Um, and you could say he started from the bottom once, once he had that injury, but he's been working and he's, he's coming up. He is getting better. He's striving for a better version of himself. Um, and he's feeling grateful about it. What's cool is this whole Coben bucket invitational, the event, all of this stuff is centered around recovery and hope. We get into it a little bit in this podcast. Uh, I was, you know, leaving his house, driving back home, I was kind of thinking about some of the stuff that he he had said, and this song popped into my head. So I listened to it on the way home, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play that song on the podcast today. So uh, the song is called Bucket List. It's off the Bucket List Project. Um, the last, like, phrase it's it's a part that's sung at the very end he says i got a gift to give just like this life we're living only a flash across the sky just an increment of time what will you do with yours i know what i will do with mine talking about his life there so uh dope song i really enjoy this guy he's got like a cool style uh and i really enjoy the like background beat i mean the song just the Everything about it is pretty dope. So uh, I'm going to play you out with that. And uh, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate the support, the listenership. Um, If you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Um, 
and uh, just reach out, you know, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, let me know what you're thinking of the show, uh, or if you have an idea for a guest that you want on the show, and um, all that aside, I hope you enjoy the song, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Coben Puckett. Peace. My shoot is good Am I showing well in my check? I'm about to go to the hood If I die before I can't make a change These I made a tape And I pray someday you're inspired by it And make your way And some legends gone so I'm paying homage They paved the way And them stars align I know they beyond I bet they in space I might buy a trailer We taking this bitch across the stage All aboard is just like the green line We finally off the train So add to the boo You can let the fans take a fool Get the bread then take a look I just put the work in then take a look Got a better bed like some toast Wrote a bucket list and approach You take some that one like my last one And they been waiting since my last one And look what happened, yeah Cause I mean it If I doubt it, then I did it If I caught it, then I dish it How I started, how I finished Show a hater that impossible we major I caught another one off that paper uh, I don't believe ay, that I came from the bottom But a nigga feeling grateful My life wouldn't fade to Swear I must got angel I know that the sun will come up Any time the rain go I've been in the rain, no They said what I can't do I come from the bottom But a nigga feeling grateful My life wouldn't fade to Swear I must got angel I know that the sun will come up Any time the rain go I've been in the rain Climbing that's never seen on this part of town High air balloon on my wedding day Getting off the ground If I'm back to school, shit, I commute Maybe try the dorms Just wrote a book on how not to fit in the social norms I ain't never smoke, forget why not Guess I'm trying pie Might just say fuck it, get my hair cut And say bye the locks yeah, yeah, this for all of my hood homies Fuck it, it feel good, don't it? Look at all the shit you accomplished Make money, make the world go around Thirst for hope, don't drown I believe it, do not doubt Head high, no, not down Yeah, thinking outside them squares Whole world know what it is Scratching all hey, my back on lips bottom, but a nigga feeling grateful My life wouldn't fade to Swear I must got angel I know that the sun will come up Any time the rain go I've been in the rain, no Welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm here with Coben Puckett, uh, a very busy man indeed. So, Hey, Dexter. Thanks yeah. for having me back. Yeah, dude. Um, so today is the 1st of August, and your yearly event is this Saturday, the this, 4th. This Saturday, the first Saturday in August. First Saturday. Is that what it's set every year? It's just the first Saturday in August? Yes. Nice. That's a good way of doing it. You know, sometimes you you want to put it on a day and say it's like the 4th, but you don't ever know what day that's going to end up landing on. So, cool. And that's the uh, Coben Puckett Invitational um, bull riding event. And it's that's the main event, right? Or the only event is bull riding? Right. It's a PBR is what it's called, sanctioned with PBR. That's professional bull riders, and that is bull riding only. 
Okay, so there's other alone. so there's like rodeos, but those aren't PBR events necessarily. Nope. If it's a PBR event, it's only bull riding. Correct. Nice. Okay. And uh, that's this Saturday. And doors open at six. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Doors six. open at six. The event fireworks will kick off at seven thirty. Mm. For the event. So you're starting the event with fireworks? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. We'll have some loud explosions and some pour some gasoline in the arena. Yeah? Lighter. It'll be good. Nice. It'll be good. We got to kick it off nice. So. Yeah, yeah. That sounds uh, kind of dangerous, you know? But I guess what about bull riding isn't dangerous, right? All right. There's quite a bit of it. I mean, dealing with those animals. Even, like, get, just getting them to the chute. I imagine is uh, a little bit kind of uh, dangerous in itself. You think or no? I've got. Yeah, I mean, I've been, they, kick, they I've been kicked be... by a couple of small cows, you know, and it hurts. You know, yeah. I can't imagine some of those big ones getting getting around and just moving. You know, oh, them guys in the back pens are, you know, grew up around it and know how to handle livestock in these bulls. Surprisingly, um, they have been all over the country themselves. They know the job. They know the routine. Oh. And they really actually handle quite a bit better than your typical um, farm animal that you mess with maybe once a year as all these bulls are, you know, trucked in and out of large cities and handled a lot. Of course, yes, there are the couple that are just uh, got bad attitudes and they're just going to make life a pain in the butt and that's what they like to do. But as a whole, a lot of them handle really well. I see. I keep, I keep forgetting that these animals are as much an athlete as the bull rider. Yeah. So they, they know the routine. They know they're performing, right? They're yes. So, which is kind of an interesting, an interesting aspect of the sport. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing two performances. You're seeing the bull rider riding the bull and then you're seeing the bull itself. That's kind of a cool aspect to me. You know that um, I don't think a whole lot of sports have that, like that that other variable. You know, you have the competition between the riders, but you really have two elite athletes, a bull and a rider, going head to head. You know, and that's the competition. Yeah, exactly. And even though the bull riders are competing against each other, there it's. Man, they're more so rooting for each other. They all want to see a successful ride. It's more man against beast. Right. <laughs> That's the competition. It's man versus bull. That is interesting. I never really thought about that. Le- well, I was thinking about it a little bit last night, but like the level of camaraderie that comes from, you know, I felt it a little bit in rock climbing whenever you go out and, you know, everybody's, you know, you, you can bond on a common shared experience. But with bull riding, you want to see every single ride. You want to see a better and better ride, even if it's not you on the the animal. You yeah, know? So, the the camaraderie in bull riding. It's a for any other individual sport. It, I think it's greater than most. They uh, they really are there to help each other. It's just always kind of been that way, and and I think it's more so that way because of the danger factor in mm. it. The uh, the actual. Yeah, there's a danger factor in getting on a 2,000-pound bull that is uh, athletic, built, and, you know, performing bucking as absolutely hard as he can to get you off his back. (laughs) And And, and they learn, right? So, like, if they they figure out a way of kicking somebody off, they'll just redo that? Or or do they have, like, patterns that they... Some of these bulls, yeah, they learn. They'll figure out something that is working for them, and they'll stick with it for a little while until it doesn't, and they'll try something else. Some bulls are very routine in pattern. You can sometimes get an idea on what they're going to do, but you can't ever set a trap for them. They really, a lot of these great athletes feel for you. So if they feel your weight shifted a little over on the right side, they're going to take that turn Mm. to send your weight to the outside more. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like they they feel for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, that's what they do. So um, speaking on that, so I made the mistake last night. You were telling me um, to look up Frank Newsom. Yes. Who that he's going to be at the event? He's is he the head bullfighter? Sure. Or, we I mean, I don't know. Or they're just a team, right? They're like a yeah, team. Yeah, it's a team of guys. I, I never know. Like I, I mean, I'm not familiar with it at all, but I didn't know if they traveled as teams. All the highlights, it seemed like there was the same couple of dudes at 
in every highlight that yes, I saw. Yes, they're, uh, you know, on that Built Ford Tough Tour that, uh, you know, they take their summer break. They'll be starting up the weekend following my event where Frank will be going to those every single time. And they have the same bullfighters. It is a team, and they go to those same events. Now, Frank's bringing some younger guys with him here to my event that are um, kind of following in his footsteps. He's kind of mentoring them, and they're becoming uh, – exceptionally great bullfighters themselves nice yeah he's kind of mentoring them up huh that's yes. pretty that's pretty cool yeah um so i made the mistake last night of watching his highlight reel like right before i was going to bed <laughs> and that was a bad that was a wrong thing to do man because so you said he's going to be there signing autographs and yeah hanging out at the you event can, you can come meet him at six out there at the event and be a uh, listening on for a. Uh, I think it's 95.7, the Armadillo. Listen to him around 11.30. Okay. Right in that time frame, he'll be talking to Craig Vaughn up there. But, yeah, he'll be around town, Amarillo. You can catch him somewhere. But for sure, the event at 6, come meet this guy. He's uh, he's the best in the world, and uh, he's been that way for a long time, and he's there's nobody tougher. Yeah, man. Nobody that, tougher. That is one of the things that was crazy about uh, watching that I was a YouTube video and I think it was called uh, I think a highlights crashes and saves I think is what it was called <laughs> nice. it was like 25 27 minutes and it was just clip after clip after clip of him just getting launched from these animals or getting reared into a corner or getting run over and stomped and all this stuff and he was right up like after after something that it probably would have put me down like i would not have i would be done with it i'm getting out if one of those happened to me you know but he was hopping right back up after hitting the dirt hopping up trying to keep the cowboy safe you know the rider safe yes it was absolutely crazy man and it was cool because so i'm not super familiar with the sport so whenever uh, i was listening to it they had all the commentators so the commentators were talking about the bull, they were talking about the rider, and then as soon as the rider was off, they start talking about the bullfighters, you know? Yeah. And it was like, pretty much, a te- each instance seemed terrifying to me. These guys get hung up by their spur or by their hand, and they're just getting ragdolled around, and these dudes are just running in as this animal's spinning like crazy fast, you know? It was just, it blew my mind, you know? And uh, but they were talking, and a couple of times the announcers were talking to the habit of the bull. So like the bull, yeah. they they said one one of the bulls was a fake, a faker. So they look up and they pretend like they're gonna charge one guy, but they don't go for that guy, and they go for one of the other bullfighters or whatever it was crazy man like it was just watching that and it got me amped up like i was watching it just seeing it it was like dude this is gonna be a fun event man i'm looking forward to to going oh yeah but it's amazing how much those animals um their personalities and how much going around how much you can actually learn about them and yeah these bullfighters recognize these animals and know that kind of their playbook and they i mean it's it's a they're playing defense on it and protecting the cowboy and they're gonna go in and try to read the bull's playbook and beat him to it Mm -hmm. you know and yeah these guys danger happens they run right to it not away from it like everyone else would you know oh man it's like the worse it is they're there yeah it is crazy literally the secret service for the bull riders it's they'll take a bullet for you dude yeah, and whatever those guys get paid is not enough, man. Like I was, right. as I was watching that, it was just like it was making my stomach like jump, you know. And that that could happen with any bull that comes out. So like every time the gate swings open, it's like almost flirting with disaster for these guys, you know. Yeah, for real. It's you know a bull rider just gets on two bulls, and you know you stay atop of your bull and get off. You're clean and safe. And these guys, these bullfighters, are facing 35 45 bulls each night and uh they're you know these bull riders go around and compete for a million dollars what are the bullfighters yeah they're they're way more valuable i wouldn't get on and nor would hardly any of these guys get on without these awesome guys there it kind of gives you just a a level of confidence knowing that 
if something happens, there's these four dudes. Is it three or four? Usually? Three. Three Team usually. Three usually. Yeah, and so it's like there's these three guys that if I'm getting hurt, they're getting hurt. Right. Because that's that's where they're putting themselves is between me and the bull. So that is that's crazy. I never really thought about the level of confidence that probably does give a oh yeah a bull rider to there's, to where they focus on nothing else beyond the ride because yeah. they don't have to worry about anything else. I'm just worried about the ride. That's you know with the danger factor in there. I mean, there's a lot of these bull riders. Shoot, they'd get on a mountain lion knowing Frank Newsom's there. That's mm. <laughs> you know you're good. Yeah, that's a that's a good line right there, man. Get get on a mountain lion knowing Frank's gonna jump in and save you. That's pretty cool, dude. So, um, let's see, where was I? That kind of jumped out of order of my little list that I got here. But so this is uh this event is going to what is it? Uh, proceeds go into the Press On Foundation. Yes, this PBR event, <clears throat> you know, it's awesome to have and host a PBR event. That's the focus. But the real root of doing this event, my reason for doing it, is raising funds for the Press On Foundation. And that personally helps me, scholarships me, as well as others to go down to Austin, Texas for specialized spinal cord injury recovery therapy. And it is just, it is awesome. It offers hope and that there is always an opportunity to progress and change and have something, some improvement to life, some improvement to your well-being, motor function, um, living after a spinal cord injury. And that's what this event's about, raising funds for that Press On Foundation. And it's it's been life-changing for me. If you have the opportunity to ever <clears throat> hop on my website, cobenpucket.com, K-O-B-E-N, pucket.com, I've got a Coben story page up there, and it really shares how much my life has changed from this specialized therapy. And the Press On Foundation uh, org. You can hop on there and see scholarship recipients from there and how their lives are changed because of this specialized therapy. And it's a, it's just so cool. The hope that's there to change after something as devastating as a spinal cord injury. I'll have I'll have links to both of those to your website and also to the Press On Foundation website in the description of nice. this show. So. If you hear that and you're interested, just hop down in the description, click on the link, and it will take you to uh, both the Press On Foundation and Coben's uh, website. But so, how'd you get hooked up with those guys? Is um, it, are they just the best in the biz, or like how'd you get hooked up with those guys? Starting my recovery journey from day one, being injured, looking for ways to looking for hope, looking for ways to get better. I mean. You come out of <clears throat> Baylor uh, rehab. I was in a step-down ICU, and on the way out, a uh, physical therapist pulled my dad aside and said, you, know, you might as well get this boy to face reality. That's all he's ever going to get back. And I was in a power chair at the time and uh, could barely even move my toggle switch to move around, much less if my arm fell off on one side, someone would have to pick it up. So from there, we decided that there's no quit. We're not going to quit. We're not going to quit on the hope in something better. The hope. Did they tell you that in recovery? Right then? Did your dad tell you that this guy's saying no, this to him, or he, he just no, keep he, that? He kept that. He let me know that a couple years later. Nice. He let yeah. me know that a couple years later. So, so we found what was uh, out in California. It used to be called Project Walk, and they were kind of the cutting edge, leading on spinal cord injury recovery and they were they're getting people out of their chairs getting people up on their feet some people recovering to being able to walk with this type of therapy and since then in this whole long journey of my life austin texas had a branch of that project walk which is no longer in existence but now the head guy of that chad steed down there he teamed up with easter seals and he does that therapy specialized for spinal cord injury recovery right out of an Easter Seals branch in Austin. And with him and some others, as well as a team called Be New, who utilize our own adult stem cells for injections into the cord, which is proving phenomenal in uh, overcoming plateaus, that whole bunch is right down there in Austin. And I've just been very blessed to 
been hooked up with them and the Press On Foundation scholarships people to go there to do that. Well, see, and that's, it's kind of cool, and it seems a little bit like a shame that, that, I don't know if he was a nurse or a doctor that said that to your dad. PT, physical therapist. Okay. Oh, he was a PT? Yeah. So that's what's crazy, is I was going to say, some people, you can't blame them for assuming something. Right. But with with without looking into these organizations and without seeing what is happening, how can you say what is possible and not possible? Yep. You know, like who's who's educated on everything to be able to say what an outcome's gonna be. Correct. In every city you know? I mean that's it's crazy to me, like um and I think I was I think you and I were talking with your mom afterwards the other after the other interview, and that's what she was saying is it was like why do they tell them right off the bat that you're not going to get better? Yeah. You know, when you don't know, like you don't, you can't, so you could either say, Hey, he could get better or he will get better. Or you could say he won't get better. Both of those aren't necessary. You don't have any way of proving either of those, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so crazy to me. Like that the medical establishment or I don't know, maybe, maybe not the whole establishment or whatever, but most of it's looked on bleakly, you know, like like you're never going to get any better, which is kind of a weird for a health system that's supposed to make people healthier to yeah. be, you know, typically on the pessimistic side of that. But I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, it not every place is like that, but uh, you get that from some places for sure. And mm-hmm. That's what. I want to do with this event what we're doing with the Press On Foundation. We want to spread the word that there is hope. There's no quit and giving up on hope that we have a chance to improve our lives. Where I'm at today, I can get around in a manual chair now and man, lean up and back off my backrest. That's huge. That's drastic change from where I was. Oh yeah. Is it where I want to be? No, but it's phenomenal. And we want to give people that hope that, yeah, you know, we don't know what can happen, but there's hope. You just don't give up. You just don't give up and keep moving forward. And and uh, it really plays right in with the cowboy mentality. These uh, professional bull riders, there's no quit. Yeah. I mean, you want to make that eight second whistle, you gotta put it all on the line. There's no quit, and that's come out and that's what we want to do. Come out and watch that combined with raising funds for this event, and it's a it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It does. It does seem, it does seem to piggyback on each other. Like this, uh, just this mentality of of believing that there's something better than you're currently experiencing. You know, like in in pushing that out into the world. It doesn't matter if you have a spinal cord injury or if you're 300 pounds overweight. Both people, both people need to have that hope of, hey, there is a better version of me tomorrow than there is currently today my body is capable of taking me to a new place if i put the work in you know if and if i put the education in and i put the you know you uh you were saying you are about to start going back to school you know you put your education in you put your mind in you're putting you're putting everything you can both physically and mentally and spiritually all into getting better yes yeah so what's going to be the result you're going to get better you know exactly maybe not your ideal perfection you know but whoever achieves their own ideal perfection you know all you can hope for is, is being a little bit better than you were today so yeah man that's inspiring i've um I've been thinking about like a lot of this stuff, especially since our last conversation, a little bit more. You know, I look at my little boy, and he's running around and doing something, and it's like in this moment, all I can be is thankful, because I don't know. I mean, something's gonna happen to him someday, bound to hap- happen. That's life, right? Something's gonna happen to me someday. So the only thing I can do is I can just be happy with the moment. I can be happy right now. Exactly. And, that's, and be thankful for that's it. That's an awesome analogy, and and that's that's so true. That's every I don't know a single person who would be honest that hasn't gone through something adverse, hasn't gone through something difficult in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And uh, that's just 
anybody in that moment. There is hope. There's always hope. Don't quit. And to those that you're in a peaceful spot and you got something cool going on, man, just soak it up and be thankful. It is, that's a, just enjoy it and you it's moments are fleeting we only have them for a for that time and we just time rolls on time rolls on man it's only a memory yeah that's what's hard to think about is even whenever i'm enjoying something i'm like dude i i'm only gonna remember this you know like it it's not ever gonna exist again i'm only gonna and then my memory is proven to be faulty so I was like, dude, I'm not even going to remember this thing right, you know? I'm not even going to remember it. So so from it all, it's uh, about the best thing you can always do is just, man, come up with ways to help someone else. That's uh, the greatest thing anyone can do. Yeah, it's the most positive trajectory you can put on your life. You know, you can't control the future, but you can point yourself in a general direction oh, of yeah. positivity. It's pretty cool. So I got a good sell. Might even be a pun. Since I just said help someone come out and help my event. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Just come buy a ticket and watch something entertaining. And you're literally providing hope, providing funding towards people like myself to have a shot at improving our lives. Well, yeah, and you, you're, any improvement that happens to you, other people can benefit from that. Other people that get spinal cord injuries in the next year, Right. The more research and the more effort and the more technique and the more work that goes into your case, those professionals carry it into the next case and oh, into yeah. the next case. It's progression. Yes. You know? And it takes money to progress, especially, you know, in this world. It takes money to progress. So, yeah, man, let's, uh, I would love to see a lot of people out there. Let's do you it. Know? Let's, let's do, do it. it. So, let's what try. else do you want to know about um, the event? That's so, your, who, who else is going to be what's there? What's it like? Uh, who, who all you were telling me that this uh, J.R. Vieira? Yes, J.R. Vieira, Joao Ricardo Vieira. Man, just been a supporter of my event since the first one. This is the fifth annual, and he's one of the absolute top guys. Comes up from Brazil. He competes on the Built Ford Tough Series tours up here. Um, he's always in contention for uh, being the number one guy. He's ranked up there really high usually, and uh man from a contractor perspective they don't want to draw him because he's more than likely to dominate the bull and ride him really well and he won my event two years ago and he is coming back um he will be back i'm pretty sure he'll get in here early enough to be set up to sign some autographs with frank but he's just a super awesome guy to i think is his heart's in it and his big reason for coming he wants to come support this type of event too you know he could he could pick some other places to go but he picks here to come and he's got some of his buddies coming with him some of them other top brazilians coming i know i know the number three guy in the world will be at my event i don't know his name or how to pronounce it but he's from brazil so we're gonna have some of the absolute best uh there's a guy named cody rodeo tyler and he's up there on the built ford tufts He's, uh, if you follow, uh, you'll know exactly who he is. A lot of these guys you'll know. So there's going to be some stacked superstars in there for sure. Yeah. And there might be some sleepers, the, you know, the young guys coming up that uh, they're just trying to get a start. There'll be a couple of them too. Well, that's, you never know when somebody's going to get hot and get a, draw a good bull, have a good night, and exactly. be at the top. Like it's always kind of, it's kind of like the same thing with NASCAR. I never want. I always wonder, like, how is it the same people up front all the time? They're all running the same cars. They're all, but there's something about there's something about yeah. just being hot for that moment or whatever, and and you edge out everybody else consistently, you know. So exactly. that's kind of crazy. So you gotta have a lot of different bull riders. The uh, Frank Newsom. So that's one of the questions I had was just who all is gonna yeah. be there. There'll be a couple guys from Mexico coming up competing. Some of the. PBR Mexico bull riders and uh, there's an Australian in it so I mean it's multinational event dude right here in Amarillo so I guess like professional bull riding the specific sport of bull riding is now all over the world or like in a way we could say that it's largest area still western it's Brazil it's Canada it's US and uh Australia, 
there's a couple from New Zealand, and that's about where it's at as far as professional. Mm, dang, that's pretty crazy. It all spread out. Like I, I always wonder like the history of different events like that. You know, it's like I guess, and maybe it's pretty natural for like humans to just be like, man, I think I can sit on top of that thing. How long do you think you can sit on top of that thing? Ah, I bet I can get eight seconds. All right, I'll time you. You know, it's like, it's, is that how rodeo began? You know, it's a Western sport, definitely. Yeah. The the West, how the West was won. Cowboys uh, got together and competed and it got called rodeo with many events and and uh 25 years ago pbr professional bull riders uh broke off from rodeo and became an elite sport a standalone bull riding sport that has just exploded they have this in madison square garden um just huge coliseums all over finals are usually in vegas right every year this is the 25th annual on the tour right now, and and in Brazil, oh my gosh, them people, they love bull riding. Their events down there, they're huge. The fan base that come and watch at some really large venues in Brazil, it's a it's a large sport down there. So, because they have bull, do they they have actual like matador bullfighting still down in Brazil? Do you know? I don't. See, I. I don't actually want to see an event like that. You know, like I don't want to see the animal poked and stabbed until it eventually is killed, you know. That's, but it's that's a, origin was from Spain. Right, Spain. Yeah. But I didn't know if they had it down in, you know, in Mexico or down in, in you know, that area. But it it is such an interesting perspective shift because a lot of people think like that – handling livestock or rodeos or all this stuff is like hard on the animal when really i mean i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but i imagine these like pbr bulls are treated like kings oh yeah that's shoot they're treated better than us bull riders um the bull riders it's uh these bulls have it made i mean if if i was to come back not that i'm saying i believe in that but i mean to be a bull bucking bull that'd be so awesome but for real, these guys, these bulls are, they're on a nutrition program, they're on an exercise program, and it's cool. They're like it's massage, cool. they got like a professional bull and massager. It's, and it's, no, <laughs> there are some bulls that go get chiropractor work, no joke. And there's even Bruiser, one of the uh, PBR elite bull of the year. Um, I seen a video on Facebook the other day of Jess Lockwood, the champ, giving him a bath. I mean, in the back pins, giving him a scrub down, legit, like gentle in the back. But when it's time to perform, he's the best. So it's a very different aspect from the uh, running of the bulls in Spain, yeah. the matador bullfighting where where you're, you know, it's more of a life or death scenario. I mean, <laughs> you, you, get, you might get gored by the bull where in PBR they're – their horns are tipped. They're blunted. You're safe. It's very yeah. efficient. <laughs> you're it's safe. Very, that's hilarious. That is hilarious when you say that. Their horns. Their horns are blunted, man. Like don't eat. It's not like there's a danger here. No harm to the animal in <laughs> oh, yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. process. Yeah, it's like trimming your toenails. Uh, shoot, much. They inspect the rider's gear to make sure there's no sharp edges. I mean, it's it is 100 percent in making sure that animal was safe and protected to not even get a scratch on him, you know? And uh, it's we wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. We wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. But um, so let's see here, man. We covered the Press-On Foundation. We covered who all is going to be at the event and some of the stuff about the event. Um, what what can people expect, man? Getting there, 6 o'clock, what, what do they expect? They just walk in... Yeah, come in, parking lot, outdoor parking, come in uh, through the main entrance over by the box office. You will uh, you can get your tickets in advance, just go through the wheel call line and pick them up, or you can get them that day. Advance tickets are $17.50, that day is 20 and then you can walk through the gate, the entrance, and you're in the, in the venue of the Wheel Rogers Range Riders Bud Light Arena, and from there, there's... Uh, you can definitely go get an ice cold Bud Light. You can get a barbecue sandwich, and meet some of the 
Bull Riders, Frank Newsome, and be ready for 7.30. Have your seats. You might have to hang on to your seat. We're going to bring in some extra firepower always. Um, I like fireworks, so we're going to have some good ones for the introduction, letting you know which riders are there. Blow some flames into the arena and then uh, start the start amazing the action. action of these phenomenal athletes going head-to-head in the arena, rolling through the sections that are made possible by my great sponsors that are helping this event. You want to definitely look them guys up and support them too. Huge thank you that they, that between them and the fans, making this event possible. Do you to want come to throw to out a few of these, a uh, few of your sponsors? Oh, yeah. Because you got some good ones, man. Well, the the Halpane and Roth Bucking Bulls, they're going to be bringing 36 bulls to my event. So the, That these, is just incredible these to are profe- have like, this many professional bulls. So the, the, that company just provides bulls? Like that's like their gig is they just deal with bulls? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they, cr- they, they raise them. They own them and uh, they haul them. And they train them up and they get them to where they're the most exciting animals <laughs> about the only training that goes into it is teaching the animal how to handle just loading in and out of a trailer and then all the rest of it that's the just them being a is the individual animal there is no way to train a bull to buck it's if it was there'd be people getting rich off of it there's not it's genetics and the own individual animal it's just how, how uh, whatever the mentality feel. of that that yeah. animal can't have a can't have like a wussy bull they gotta they gotta be ready to push pretty hard huh right out the gate (laughs) but yeah bud light drink uh, beer while you're there triple a electric you know huge thank you to them imperial tap room and recreation if y'all ever get down to canyon texas these two places are the best to eat you want to check out recreations burgers they're great imperial tap room uh you can't beat their steaks they're the best now people that are not from the Am- well, maybe even people from the Amarillo area uh, that haven't been to Canyon. If you haven't been to Canyon recently, that place is crazy different. It seems like it's got Imperial Tap Room, Rec, pow- I mean, their little square well, right the in there. Square is beautiful. It's amazing, dude. Yeah, come check it out. It's very cool down there. And of course, it's PBR. You got to have a Ford truck. And here in Amarillo, Texas, go over to Tri State Ford. That are the best in the business here and ford i mean it's built ford tough it's built a PBR. Tough. yeah you gotta be tough yes sir. <laughs> you got anybody else that it cavengers oh if cavengers dre- yeah dress like the best dress like these cowboys cavengers is what who provides us with what we wear where wear what we wear so check uh-huh. them out and Benu life down there in austin texas look them up online if you want the leading cutting edge stuff on stem cells check them out and you can learn a lot be new life and almost anybody needs to look into that right you got a bad knee you got a bad shoulder you got you're a little dumber today than you were yesterday right can they maybe do some stem cells right up in the brain no i don't think i don't know on that yet (laughs) um i don't know yeah but 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 yeah there's there's just uh ton of different treatments right that they provide for a ton of different injuries to to talk on the extremes i mean you can use stem cells for a facial and it's like it's you know euthanizing on your face basically tightens your skin up all that i don't i'm not to the age of knowing what that's like yeah i mean that but i mean that's the the stem cells their purpose and use is it's unlimited across the it's just the the best healing property in the body it's the beginning of all cells so anything that's needing health throw some of your stem cells in there and throw some stem cells at it boo yeah you're starting to heal right at the source that's pretty cool and i'll uh i'll put a couple of those links down in the bottom uh just just so people can jump right over onto those sites and check them out and um, one thing I was going to say is it's kind of interesting to me because there, like a lot of people, you know, bull riding is a spectator sport and I don't think you have to be a cowboy or a Western mi- mindset or anything like that to really enjoy. I mean, no. I, I grew up city, you know, I, I wasn't around cows until probably 21, you know, 22 ish. Um, 
But dude, every single rodeo I've ever been to, it's just exciting. It's cool to see it. It's um, cool to see that slice. It's almost like you go to a hip hop concert. You're gonna see a lot of people dressing hip, dressing like they're hip hop. They're office people. They work in offices. They work in fast food, right? But they they put on the hip hop garb, you know. And I think it's the same thing with with almost any genre of event. You know, you see people they show up because it's like, dude, it's a cowboy in event. I'm going to dress up like a cowboy or I am a cowboy and this is just what I wear, you know, but it's always interesting to me like, so people can view, I'm not a football player, but I can go watch a football game, you know, you ain't a bull rider. You can still come and watch a bull ride, you know, event. The fan base of PBR, um, is just all over the board. It's you, there's people, some of the greatest fans of PBR have, never even gotten to be around a horse been outside of the town city but it's just they have a love for something extreme and it is cool and i mean you want to come check it out dude it's like like i said man i couldn't go to sleep last night after watching that it was like 25 minutes or something like that uh and it was just uh just a highlight reel and it was just like, dude, I was amped up, man. Like nice. I can't, I couldn't imagine the experience of like getting ready to sit on it. Well, maybe I could imagine it. Like, so I've been kind of nervous about like a rock climb or something, or nervous about like a wrestling match or something. Why don't but, we just hook uh, Dexter up on his Panhandle podcast, and uh, why don't we let him feel what it's like to sit on a bull? So as y'all are listening. Um, why don't we just get Dexter back there and let him set on one in the buck and shoot and then get off so he can just see see what that feels like. 2,000 pounds of muscle under your Ooh, legs. I'll sit on one. <laughs> I'll sit on one. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, had, I've talked to a couple of different people, which I don't. I would never do it because, number one, I'm too old and I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have the, the bravery of youth you know, or the bravery of experience on my side, so I don't think I'd ever ride one now. But there was a couple of times in my life I've been offered to ride one. Luckily, it fell through. You know that that's a that's one of those. I don't ever. I don't know if I want to experience the thrill of actually riding it because there's no chance I'd do it again. Maybe once. Oh but boy! It'd only be once for sure. Why don't you see what one feels like in the buck and shoot? Yeah, I, I mean they are all muscle too. I mean it's like you think they'd go to the gym for real. Well, they're huge. Well, and my father-in-law has a few. Uh, Black Angus cows, you know. I think my Shannon's Shannon's granddad has, you know, a herd, and you know. So I've worked cattle just in the shoots, working them around, getting them to the vet, and everything like that. And they're little ones, dude. I'm talking. <laughs> we got some mama cows, you know, um, but also just some smaller, some smaller like yearlings and stuff, dude. Those animals are crazy strong, you know. Like you, you're not gonna make those do anything. So I can't imagine you amplifying that animal by how how much do these things weigh? How much does a an average bucking bull weigh? Oh, uh, probably seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred pounds. That's like a car. Yeah. That's a small car. Yeah. That you're sitting in between your legs and can go in any direction. It's crazy, dude. They I'm, do come in all shapes and sizes. I mean, it's you you can range from you can have some down to just some fifteen hundred pound bulls, but. You can get up to two thousand, definitely. That is crazy, dude. I don't want to draw the two thousand pound <laughs> bull, dude. That's crazy. But um, all right, man. Last question. Uh, you're the first podcast guest that I'm gonna throw this question out. But I've been trying to think of a good question to end my podcast with. I don't really have a theme to my show necessarily, but I do have a question. And one of my questions, one of the things I've talked about on the podcast in earlier episodes uh, is, like, what is your definition of success? And now you can bring it down to just your Coben Puckett event. You can bring it down to, you know, Coben Puckett old man, what he's looking back at, what he's thinking, you know, just whatever. But, like, what would your definition of success be? Well, when you said Coben Puckett, old man, what he looks back and sees, uh, that was easy for me. Is just I I want to help a lot of people. I want to look back and see that I have helped a lot of people, and that's my de- definition of success. And yeah, my event, my definition of success is 
I think the, it, the event runs off smooth and uh, funds raised for the foundation. I always want to beat last year's, you know, funds that were raised. So that's what I'm after. And, but a, a safe, healthy event, good weather. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff big. that's out of our control. So yeah, so, so what is success? What is success? It's looking back and knowing you help someone else. That's success. Nice, dude. Good answer, man. First first question, first time I've asked a guest that question. Couldn't have expected a better answer. So, um, dude, we're at 41 minutes, man. I know you're super busy, man. Your phone has been blowing up. It's crazy. Uh, even just since the little bit of time I've been here, like your phone is just lighting up, you know. So, uh, I'm going to let you get to it, uh, let you finish up this event, and we'll probably, we can do another podcast post-event. Cool. After Coben has time to chill out, get back to normal, relax sleep, a little. Sleep in a couple days. Yeah, sleep in, relax it up a little bit. So, um, but all right, man. Yeah, I appreciate you doing this. And um, thank you for listening. And until next time, peace out.